The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome into episode number 86 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host, Jesse Taylor. And we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And Jess, we're already headed in to week four of the NFL season. And we're welcoming another familiar face, the Jacksonville Jaguars, led by former and only Super Bowl winning coach in Philadelphia, Dougie P. How do you feel about it? It's a it's a bittersweet thing I think because I mean you know like for me I just thought there were so so many issues with that 2020 Philadelphia Eagles team that you know you couldn't pin it on one person like it was just such a mess and from top to bottom they were there there were there were issues there were a lot of things going on and I think that you know based on firing Doug trading Carson and Howie Roseman staying, like, I think a lot of the Eagles getting back to a successful state was predicated on Howie also taking a, you know, a look in the mirror and adjusting the way that he operated if he was still here when the rest of them were gone. And all of those things have happened, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was the right decision to to move on from Carson. It was the right decision to get a new voice in the locker room in terms of head coach and Howie did what he needed to do. So, you know, everything is is fine and we are all at peace because the eagles are 3 and 0. Um but you know a guy that won a super bowl 4 years before he was fired it it's kind of wild to think about or i guess it was only was it only 3 it was only 3 years. Um yeah. but it's 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 crazy and a and you know you'd think that 
I guess there would be a little bit more leeway there. And unfortunately, the way that it ended wasn't as peaceful and amicable within the, you know, organization. And I think that, you know, in terms of fans, I hope it's still, you know, a positive response that he gets. But, you know, I, I do think he he said it best, like, I hope it's positive. And, you know, I think about when, you know, Andy Reid came back and had the standing ovation and you know, everything like that, because Andy was such a good coach here for so long. And obviously, Doug is the only coach, as you said, that delivered a Super Bowl to the city. So you hope that it's a warm reception for Doug. But anything's possible. I think it definitely will be, and it should be. Like, it's ridiculous if you boo him. That's just literally, I don't even know who that type of Philly fan would be. But it'll, we'll see. I mean, anything's possible with this fan base, obviously. (laughs) But I don't think that that should be an issue. I agree. I I hope it's not, and I really don't think it will be. Um, But again, like... I th- so it's it's one of those things where it it would uh, it would definitely surprise me if he yes. was by the end he might be booed and that's fine. Yeah. But at the beginning when when yes because you know, the beginning is there. when you like appreciate him for the right. past and yeah. exactly if it's like in the middle of the game and we're losing or he's being an asshole or stopping us because he knows us and using inside information like yeah that's different. That's based on the game, not based on him and what he's done in Philly. You know, absolutely agree. If it's based yeah. on the game, that's acceptable. Yes. If it's, you know, at the start of the game before anything has happened, when because you know at the link they're going to say you know head coach Doug Peterson and they're gonna they're gonna let him have yeah. that moment if the Eagles fans will give it to him and they they better. They I agree. Better. And and I hope that the you know rain stops and holds out so I can go and, and be part of that warm reception but yes I'll be there no matter what but definitely would appreciate no rain but yeah, looking at this Jags team this is a team that I had a lot of faith going into this season about even doing like preseason stuff because mm-hmm. I thought that Dougie P and Trevor Lawrence was such a good matchup and I thought that was like one of the perfect coaches that you could give Trevor Lawrence to kind of make him come to into his own. Um, so I expected this to a point, but not as good as they have been. It's kind of like Detroit to me. Like they both just like, you knew they made improvements and you knew that they were going to be better than they were, but there wasn't much like anything could have been better than what they have been in the past. And then this year, yeah, it's just like both teams have come out and I think surpassed a lot of expe- expectations to this point. Still early, but still. Yeah, I mean, the, the bar was so low for the Jags last year based on, I mean, like they could have hired my infant child as their <laughs> head coach and that would have been a step up from Urban Meyer. Like he True. was such a mess and it was such a dumpster fire down there last year with everything that was going on. And you know, especially when you have a rookie quarterback that you're expecting to be like your franchise guy, you don't want that kind of just pure mess. Yeah. And so, and Doug Peterson obviously has done a really good job with quarterbacks um, being a former quarterback. Um, And, you know, he, he, he really is a, he's a good offensive minded guy. So it's not surprising that he and Trevor Lawrence are figuring it out. Um, I'm not as enamored with Trevor Lawrence as some are. I, I don't, I don't know why I just, I, I, I'm not, but you're right. They, you know, they did lose to the Washington commanders, which is 
sad. Um, but that game, I feel like week one, right? It was week one, and there was like a lot of back and forth. Carson let them back in the game with like two interceptions or something that they ended up scoring on, but sure. then also almost blew the game. So it was like very on brand. Yeah, exactly. But like, so Carson, I think, ended up having like a great like second half or final quarter or something like that. And that's what made him win. Um, so that one's kind of like, eh. And like you said, it was week one. Right. So week one lost to the commanders, but then they shut out the Colts the following week and beat the Chargers 38 to 10. You know, Trevor the Chargers Lawrence, is the biggest testament there. I agree. I, and even with, you know, uh, I still think even with Justin Herbert being hurt. So, yeah, you expect your defense to do a good job against that. But still putting up 38 points against the Chargers defense, I think, is is the more impressive aspect yes. of that. Less than holding them to 10, putting up the 38 points that they did. I think that's on the road as well. Yeah. No, 100% agree. Because yeah. like you said, obviously Justin Herbert affects the offensive side of the ball. Obviously. But there is no reason that – not to say no reason, but I just – I don't think anybody expected – the Jags offense put up 38 on the Chargers defense. Exactly like what you said. 100%, like the magnitude of, mm-hmm. of that offense. So Trevor Lawrence has, you know, been been playing really well, averaging, you know, over 250 yards a game, um, six touchdowns, only one interception. He's only been sacked twice. So the offensive line's doing their job as well. Um, you know, their run game is not overly impressive. Uh, you know, 370 yards through three games, three touchdowns, um, really all James Robinson, um, you know, Etienne's not really done much for them down there, but they might try to get him going. What they have gotten going, though, is, again, Trevor Lawrence and, you know, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are a really good one-two punch down there for them. Um, so, you know, that the offense has been good and their defense has been good. I, I know, again, I know that, you know, you, you have to talk about the holding the, you know, Chargers to 10 points with a grain of salt because Justin Herbert was hurt, no Keenan Allen. Obviously, that's an enormous chunk of their offense. But... They they haven't been, you know, the, the defense has been playing really, really well. Seven sacks, six interceptions, and only allowing 12.7 points per game on average so far through three games. That's a good yeah. defense. That's a very good defense. It, it's interesting because I don't know what to say besides, like, it, it you just didn't expect this. Because exactly like what you said, When you think of, like, a lot of their receiving core and stuff, like, even before we really looked into this, I was like, who do they have? You know, because it's not like they have any star people. Literally, their biggest guy on their offense is Trevor Lawrence. That's because he's a number one overall pick. So it's just, like, you think about what he has around him. And I don't know, because obviously we haven't – we don't really see those games as we're in the market that we are. But – I am interested to see if it's Trevor making things happen, which his lack of sacks make me think that maybe he is good at keeping a play alive and getting around and avoiding that and making something happen. But it's hard to say because, I mean, he is looking at their game against the Chargers. They spread the ball around. Yeah, they had Zay Jones and Christian Kirk were their top two receivers. But there's like two guys with 30 yards. There's a couple in the teens. Like almost every single guy got some receiving yards so there it could just be the game plan too Dougie P enjoying a pass happy offense again what a time to be alive yeah (laughs) what a time to be alive I mean that's a strong suit we know that right so I I mean I think it'll be in in you know an interesting matchup 
for the Eagles because it's a much improved Jags team. You know, Dougie P has been playing really good football. Mike Caldwell has the defense looking really, really sharp. Um, you know, of course, Doug would love to come to Philly and, and hand the Eagles their first loss of the season. As we kind of touched on, weather is going to be a factor. Um, you know, the the remnants of this hurricane are going to be coming up up the coast and, and you know, kind of tackling the rest of the the um, the East Coast this week and, you know, especially hitting our area through Saturday and Sunday. So that's going to be, you know, interesting to see what, you know, what offensive and defensive line is going to to win that battle, because I think regardless, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Eagles offensive line. It, you know, this is enough a defensive line for the Jags that held the best running back in football last year to 55 yards on the ground a week ago, you know, yeah. so or two weeks ago. So, um, you know, it, the Eagles defensive line has been on a roll. Let's see if they can stay on the roll that they've been on. But I think it's going to, you know, a weather game, I feel like favors the Eagles in a way because not only do they have a really good running back in Miles Sanders, but their quarterback is also a guy who can use his legs to make plays if the you know, pass game isn't, isn't there. And they have one of the best offensive lines in football. So I think something mm -hmm. like that does favor the Eagles. So that makes a lot of sense. My only worry about the weather in this game is like, obviously Dougie P he was here with Jalen Hurts and they had Miles Sanders at the time. So he knows a lot of this offense already, but in my head, I was like, ah, like that's not going to matter because this is a completely different Jalen Hurts than he had in the past. But if the weather comes in and it's as bad as they're saying, that is going to not allow him to pass like we've seen the last couple of weeks. And it is going to make us rely more on the run game, obviously. Right. So that's my only worry is if that plays into Dougie P's strength. I don't think so, because I think I think Jalen is such a different like you can't. It's so hard to game plan for a guy like Jalen Hurts, because Very even true. though he was here with Doug Peterson for a period of time. Like he was still, he was showing flashes of this, this guy, you know, through that time. And he just continues to improve and continues to make things happen. And in terms of weapons, the Eagles offensive weaponry is other than Jalen hurts and Miles Sanders is completely different than when Doug was Very true. Oh, Yes. And you know, Nick Sirianni can be, and Shane Sykin obviously can sh have shown that they can be extremely creative. And Jalen Hurts, I don't know if you saw this, but that play to um, for that Devontae Smith touchdown at the end of the half, they that was not in their offensive game plan for the Washington football team. That was a play that Jalen called because they were almost out of time, and it wasn't even in their game plan. So Jalen called that out the line, wasn't in their game plan. And that's the play that they scored on. So he's just, he's a smart guy. And I just think his, his football IQ is sort of off the charts and it's something we haven't seen here in a really long time. So, um, you know, I think that there are things that could play into Doug's strengths of sort of having some knowledge from here, but I, I still think that it's not enough to give him the upper hand, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we'll get into it. I was a little nervous going into this game just because I was like, I hope nobody sleeps on this team because they've proven they're not a sleepable team. They're yeah. not the Jacksonville Jaguars you, that you think of in years past. Right. So it's definitely not a sleepable team. Um, the weather is going to be a factor. And I really want to see 
Um, the Eagles, I understand the last couple games we talk about it um, with them just kind of playing defensive ball and not really making any adjustments, not wanting to get hurt in the second half. But I would really like to see against this team at least pulling that stamina and making adjustments throughout the third yeah. and then going easy in the fourth. So we'll see. Obviously, the weather could change everything. But, yeah, there's huge things. And that play you said, um, just because we kind of skipped over it, so just to run through it, Devontae Smith, he is limited with back or whatever it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think that is because we saw him get a little shaken up on that play, so they that probably he probably stiff. Yeah, I know. He's probably stiff for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's why they're just taking it easy on him. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things on the injury list to me was the Boston Scott rib. And just because when we were watching the game on Sunday, Kenny Gainwell was in there a lot. And there were a few times where I was like, why is this not Boston Scott? So, like, that makes sense. And I just wonder when that happened. Um, Landon Dickerson had this same foot problem, and that's why he was questionable going into Sunday. So, with that, it's probably the same thing. 100%. Question for you. I don't know if you noticed this. Did he get yanked when they were up by so much? to keep him, like, just to do their best to protect him? Or did he aggravate it enough where he couldn't finish the game? That was one thing I didn't know. Because I, I did know that Opeta came in. But I was thinking the same thing. That would Let's be good see. to find out. I would like to try. I would like to try to figure that out. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish wrapping up the injury report for the Eagles, and you know how we think that's going to factor into Sunday, and give our keys to success and final score predictions. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called "The Future of Work," where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back into episode number 86 of Babes on Broad, which by the way, Jess, I didn't even mention it the first time, but 86, every Eagles fan thinks is someone special when that comes up. And we'll see him next week. Okay, so we'll see him next week. It's fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I just had a shout it out there, our oh. Zach Ertz episode. But just to go back to the injury list real quick before we get into our thoughts on the matchup, we did look it up. Landon Dickerson, he only came out for 11 snaps out of the game and it was here and there so I think we're right that he didn't just get pulled because of the injury he probably had some aggravation there so like want to give him a break and pull him out here and there but so hopefully it's not anything terrible it doesn't seem like it would be and then Darius Slay is the only other one that was absolutely a no-go yesterday and that was because of his back and I assume that's the same thing 
as with Darius, I mean, as with Darius, as with um, Devontae Smith, obviously he hurt his back two weeks ago. So they're probably, because it was a short week, wanted to just give him extra rest. Yep, had some stiffness and he came out, you know, towards the end of the game, but he was still, you know, doing what he needed to do, making plays. And, you know, I assume he'll be, he'll be good to go. And then the other person who wasn't at practice yesterday was uh, AJ Brown for personal reasons. And him and his wife are expecting baby number two, literally any moment. So that could be it. So hopefully that's it. And everything is good and wonderful and, and happy. Um, So Sam, what are your keys to success for the Eagles to be able to, walk away with a win this week over the over the Jags yeah so I already mentioned one obviously we cannot sleep on this team but I think the keys for the offensive side of the ball weather is going to be a huge factor but depending how bad it is obviously I'm just going to kind of game plan as if it's still a playable weather and not an actual hurricane at the point of game time but I think that the offense they just need to be able to keep spreading this ball around and Jalen needs to be dual threat in this approach because of the fact that I said I'm kind of worried that Dougie P knows what he's getting into and might have some secrets up his sleeve with working with you with Jalen Hurts in the past. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see Jalen come out as the new and improved Jalen that we are blown away by this season and really just use that uh, to their advantage against Dougie P. Obviously, like we said, the weather might hinder things, but the good thing about the weather is it's not only going to factor in and hurt the Eagles. Right. It'll also hurt the other team. So that's why that's kind of my game approach is keep spreading the ball around to these weapons that Dougie P doesn't know and show off Jalen's arm because Dougie P is also not familiar with that. Moving to the offensive side of the ball, I just think that they really need to hit, and it's going to be mostly our secondary, needs to take away those targets for Trevor Lawrence. Because obviously their run game They have like one guy. I think we can stop that. Our D line will pressure Trevor and just really take away his passing game, which the weather might help us out with anyway. So I think this game, it's not a hard game plan. I don't think against this team, it's just a literal don't sleep on this team. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because it's just very, very cut and dry. Like they are a good team, but they're not blow you out of the water. Good team. Right. I agree. I think that, you know, my, my biggest key here, especially if we're thinking about the weather being a factor in this is, you know, the Eagles are going to have to win at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So the, the, both the offensive line and defensive line are going to be the crucial parts of, of this, of this game, whether it be the Eagles relying on their run game, the offensive line needs to, needs to be big. Um, And if there is, you know, some, some weather and some other things going on, they have to do their best to keep Jalen hurts protected and keep him, you know, having plenty of time and a a clean pocket to be able to, you know, make decisions. Um, You know, again, if there's, there's weather, rain falling, things going, going wild. Um, And then on the defensive side as well, you know, shutting down any run game that the that the Jags try to use. And then, you know, if they have to rely on their passing game, making Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. So you're absolutely right. You can't sleep on this team. You can't just look at this as a win. Um, I still think they are going to win, but, you know, I think they it's it's going to be it's it's not going to be a, a complete and total blowout. I think it's going to be a little bit closer, you know, up until, you know, the second half when the Eagles can, can start to start to pull away. So, um, you know, I'm, I still think they're going to be able to handle this team because I think they are the better team. Um, but I do think it's going to be competitive until a little bit 
for for a little bit longer than the last couple have been. So yes. I think they're they're still going to put up points, and it's going to be a you know thirty seventeen kind of final score. What about you? Yeah, so I did have 27-24, and then as we talk it out and I really think about it, I don't know if I have Jacksonville putting up that much. So I think I'm going to go 27-20. Still close Mm -hmm. and good for the Jags, but yeah, like I think the weather playing a factor in it too. I think the Eagles, they will win, but I do think, like you said, it's not going to be an absolute massacre in the first half to the point where they just don't need to play any offensive side of the ball right in the second half. You know what I mean? So I think um, it'll be tougher than we've seen, which is going to be good because that's what we want to see also. Yep. Um, but nothing terrible, hopefully. So 27-20 Eagles. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a a good game. I think it's going to be a, a fun game. Um I really would love for the weather to hold out so I can yes. go and bring Ruby to her first Eagles game, but I don't think that's going to happen for me, unfortunately. Um, so, but either way, you know, I still think they're going to come out with a win and hopefully that's what we're talking about next week. Hopefully. I mean, this team, they are, it makes me nervous, but I also like to brag about it because you know me, but we are number one in the NFL power rankings right now. So, bada but but that being said, it makes me nervous. Games. We talked about this so I much know. last year. The yes. o- and we, you said you mentioned it in our episode earlier this week. The offense would have a good game and the defense would play like garbage. And the defense would have a great game and the offense wouldn't show up. And then all of a sudden you'd have your, you know, random special teams blunders in there too, which made it worse. <laughs> and you're just like, what in the world is going on right now? But they're playing complete games. And yeah, that's a testament to, you know, coaching and and you know how hard they're they're working to, you know, put this ish together finally 100 and it's so exciting i know we keep saying that and we probably sound like idiots like it's exciting but like it i really exciting. am like that's what i'm saying like i don't know how else to express it like i knew we were going to be good i did not expect us to be this good and it just makes me excited like there's so many possibilities this team looks great um please injury gods do not come after philadelphia because Please and thank you. Give us some time. Like, holy Jesus, please. But um, I was praying for everybody that doesn't watch that. So that's why I didn't knock on wood. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so exciting and fun. And it just makes it even better when you see like our most hated rivals having Daniel Jones, who still somehow knows how to rush. It's weird. But then you have Cooper Rush about to take Dak's job. Like, it's just so crazy and cool. Like, you love to see chaos not in Philadelphia. I love watching. Chaos brings (laughs) me joy when it's not in Philadelphia. We're watching the Phillies collapse before our eyes in September once again, and the Eagles are 3-0. Oh, you just got really close to the screen. Do not even (laughs) talk about the Phillies. I need to have a stern talking to them because they just piss me off. Yes. It hurt. It hurts. It genuinely hurts. But this is the rotation we go through in Philadelphia. Whatever yes, team is honestly. playing, all of a sudden they collapse and the other team comes in and just brings us joy. And then till they collapse and then the other team comes in and brings us joy. It happens. Just it happens. Literally. Every, literally. The Phillies are collapsing. The Eagles will bring us joy for a little bit. Then the Eagles will start collapsing and the Sixers will bring us joy. And then the Sixers will start collapsing, and the Phillies will bring us joy. And it's this, and then the we say this every year, but this is the end of it. This is the end of it. The Phillies gonna collapse. Eagles are gonna pull us out of it. Sixers are gonna stay out of it. And then the Phillies will see how they end up doing. And you never know with the Phillies; they got a long way to go. But 
it's tough. They're, they have a long season. They're such a mess. I don't even have an answer for him anymore. But you're 100% right. Because, look, when the Sixers went down last year, we were like, Castellanos and Schwarber were going off, boy. And then, nope. <laughs> then here we are in September falling apart. Yeah. Once again. But the Eagles are going to win, so that's all fine. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can say about baseball is the you see the Mets collapse as well. So at least it's not only us. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, Eagles. Chaos in the NFC doesn't involve the got me in a deep dive there. Ending on a positive note. Sorry, ending on a positive note, and um, <laughs> we might have a quarterback controversy in Dallas, which is hilarious. So hilarious. Let's, let's go with that. And it was funny. I don't know if you saw Richard Sherman was. I think he was on the Bleacher Report Gridiron podcast or something, and he was like, he was like, "There's no such thing as a quarterback controversy when the start when the quarterback is making that much money." I'm sorry. Let me please let me show you Philadelphia in 2020. Right. Let well, that's why it's so funny. That's what makes it so much better that it is happening to Dallas because when it happened here in Philly, they were like, "Oh, Carson, we told you that Dak was better than Carson," and now we're like, "Skirt." Cooper Rush, I guess. But you know what? <laughs> no birds. Uh, so thank you for listening to episode 86 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our show week in, week out. We'll be back next week to recap the Eagles, hopefully win against the Jags. So make sure you're looking out for that, following everywhere, subscribed. We really appreciate you following everywhere and subscribing. Thank you again for listening to our episode today and go birds.